Welcome back to Success Hangout. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I know there's a lot going on out there with um, the global pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, which has kept our world at a standstill for a couple of weeks now. It's been trying times, uh, no doubt. Um, So first of all, I want to hope that you are keeping safe, that you're ensuring that you're following the guidelines for whatever country you're in and you're staying safe. Remember, it's our responsibility to stay safe throughout this period, not just for us, but for the vulnerable amongst us, for people who we could be potential carriers of the deadly virus. Um, so we want to make sure that at this point we are looking out for others. And I'm almost certain that you are doing that and I really do appreciate that. And another thing is um, this episode, I it was a pre-recorded episode in a phone conversation that I had with an expert. And after our conversation, I couldn't help but request that we put this on um, as as a podcast so that you can hear some things. I believe that at this point with all the fake news around, um, any sort of authentic news or different perspective can really help through this period. So that's why I am making this podcast or this particular episode. It's unusual. I I haven't introduced the name of my guest um, because of um, the fact that I have to keep her details top secret due to how close she is with finding a potential solution and working um, with healthcare practitioners to really get us out of this rot. Um, so it's no, there's no introduction and there's no ending. It's just a, a clip cut from our conversation that's going to be available for you to eavesdrop and hear what we've talked about. So let's get in. Now, our conversation started midway. Uh, well, what you're about to hear started midway. We had some previous conversations around a project that we're working together. And we also talked about other personal things Um, so I will not be introducing her and you might feel like wow this is quite caught shot and I I don't understand where the conversation is coming from but I've tried my best to ensure that you get it from listening from the beginning where we talked about the conspiracy theories around the COVID-19 there are a lot of conspiracy theories about the origin whether it's man-made or not so we started off talking about the conspiracy theory then uh, prior to that we had talked about the potential fact that this is going to come back again health specialists and analysts are saying that it's potentially a w curve here meaning that it could go down and then come back up again it could go down and then it could come back again but either which way our life and our world will never remain the same after covid19 people will be looking for new means of working new ways of working sadly those who have lost their jobs will have to look for new opportunities and work um, and retailers are going to shut it's 
it's definitely a different world that we live in now so we started off talking about the conspiracy theory we talked about the advantages uh, around it as well the, the upside as you would call it but most importantly before you listen let me repeat that you stay safe none of the conversation we're having here is um, being given in order for you to follow instructions and try and self-medicate or look for any solution as a matter of fact we have kept all of that as much as possible in top secret to avoid uh, misdirecting anyone but most importantly i hope you enjoy that conversation so here it is enjoy and i'll be right back so you know there's a lot of conspiracy theories about you know if it's man-made it's been triggered by human beings uh, population control, all sorts of things like that, and there are also conspiracy theories around immunity. I that. Oh, you think so? I, yeah, I actually believe in that because it's too. It's coming at a time when mm. people are taking harder measure for mm. retirees and future retirees, and pushing the date of retirement in order for people to work longer mm -hmm. and get a normal money and mm -hmm. suddenly this virus is attacking old people yeah so sure. making sure that you don't have they die you don't have to pay retirement mm -hmm. and your retirement cashier is full you know your, your bank account and your pension funds yeah. are full for the one coming so it's, it's just look in Italy like more than 7,000 dead and mm -hmm. they haven't and, and I don't think that 7,000 deaths are, are a real number. Yeah, I think this is much more than that, yeah. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, in 2003, when there was this um, hot weather, mm -hmm. we had a lot of uh, old people dying in France, something like 3,000 people died. Mm -hmm. Initially, they counted 3,000 people. And three years later, when they had the real number, it was 1,900 Oh, 19,000 wow. 19, from 3,000 oh yeah. wow and at the moment we have they are counting 1,700 dead mm. but they haven't counted the people who are currently starting to die mm. in the retirement houses mm. and they die like crazy mm. true 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 I mean, it's uh, it's a lot of pressure on the number of um, on the pension funds as you've mentioned I definitely think that I think there's also possibly a, a, an health care uh, concern as well in terms of you know the burden on the health care services of some organ uh, from for some countries as well so it's it's hard to not believe that it's man-made it's hard to not believe that yeah very hard i mean for me it's, it's it's hard to not believe because it's targeting really some specific people you know yeah. and it's it's um, and i know that at the moment everybody's polluting and the reason why we are all polluting is because we we since 1939 and 45 there haven't been any war mm -hmm. and there have been some wars of course but mm -hmm. they were all always in the same territory which yeah. is western or middle east mm -hmm. and the population has grown exponentially. Yeah. And of course, they are polluting even more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you try to get rid of some of the population, some of your problem, a lot of your problem are going to go down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I hear you. I hear you. When I say this, when I say that to people, they think I'm weird sometimes, and they think I, I'm reading too much conspiracy theories. But I, I think the the figures uh, are very clear, and you know, if you follow the, you know, if you follow the record, you see it there. You see it right there that there's a concern about population, um, the number. There's a resource control concern as well across globally, which has always been an issue. Um, so if you then look at how the countries have reacted, even Donald Trump's initial, you know, couple of weeks of denying, um, you know, the reality of it. Uh, I mean, he's surrounded by the smartest people. I know he says some dumb stuff, but he actually is surrounded by the smartest people. So he would have had enough information to tell him to tell him about the predictive gravity of of what's happening you know like oh this this is a big case and they would have told him and for him to really you know set, step aside a little bit and ignore it even in the UK it's the same thing the re, yeah. the the um the way we've responded has not been you know the best we could have responded much earlier oh you know what i also think another kind of uh... Another kind of thought is mm. that it was not man-made. Nobody put this virus any, anywhere. Mm. It just appeared. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. was a natural fact. Yeah, yeah. But people are using it to their advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think I think that's probably the modest and the best way to look at it. Um, in the sense that the man-made element of it is um, the allowing it to foster and grow the way it's grown you know um, I think that's the man-made element but in terms of you know the you know the initial um, outbreak yeah. I don't think that was man-made but I think the man-made element is definitely fostering that and a lot of people will take advantage of it sadly um, yeah. uh, people like us um, we our impact is more from a family perspective um, and less economic in that sense because work still continues for most of us right we're still as busy we're still doing stuff um, I feel very very sorry uh, for people who that's not the case you know look yeah, at retail yeah. sector that's going yeah, to change I, I big time you know yeah. or they, if we've imagined Amazon being um, taken or cannibalizing retail it's going to be worse now because now finance has been hit by these struggling retailers <laughs> so before you know it even after the after you know after the whole thing has died down a lot of them are going to pack up shop they're going to have to shut down because they can't even first of all they had the pressure of the online and amazon and now they've got to deal with you know cash flow issues yeah. so a lot of yeah. them will shut down it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible how people turn their bad luck around. I mean, I received plenty of email from restaurants nearby, mm -hmm. where, from where I live, mm -hmm. who kind of offer delivery, or who kind of, you know, ready-made meal and stuff like that, because mm -hmm. they have not closed their business. They're mm -hmm. still delivering people, but it's a different type of restaurant. Mm -hmm. and, and you have plenty of people who are sustaining their business and buying by them and, mm -hmm. you know, um, like pizza and other stuff. Yeah, I mean, pizza, yeah existed since quite a long time but normal restaurants yeah uh, they, they are also doing delivery service now so they're yeah. really turning around and putting websites together it's absolutely crazy yeah i mean you should yeah. start it's really really mad and um but have a look at i was looking at the um 
the the worldwide uh, market, okay. you know, the financial market, mm-hmm. have a look at all the pension funds like Standard Life and all mm-hmm. stuff like that. It goes it goes up all the time. Really? All the time. Really, really crazy. Oh wow. So, so some people are making bets on, 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 on the situation or? No, no, it's because if you have a lot of old people dying, mm-hmm. then you're going to have reti- your, your retirement cash flow is going to be okay at the end for the next people coming for retirement. So it's, it's taking, it's working well. Oh, okay. It's kind of, it's. It's, it's kind of positive stuff, right? Yeah, so. yeah, true, 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 true. I think for certain rest, uh, for certain sectors like the restaurant business, definitely, um, we've seen a surge in the number of um, restaurants who are signing up with Just Eat and some of these platforms who do delivery mm-hmm. services. So it's good for some of them. I think the others, uh, which is more of the bricks and mortar, will be heavily affected. That's a big one. And if the restaurants also see an upsurge in their business, they will start to find that it maybe they need to look at new ways of working. They probably don't need to employ as many people you know, in there. They need to reduce the number of seats that they have um, yeah. and reduce costs. So it, it's... There will be win on one side, and then there will be losses on the other side as well, isn't it? Yeah, but there was uh, there was an Italian guy uh, speaking today on, on on TV this morning, and he was saying, you know, after this crisis, the mm-hmm. world is going to change dramatically because mm-hmm. we are too dependent on China. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the moment, all the respiratory machines are made in China, the majority yeah. of them, and these guys are just going out of the crisis and they are just starting going back to work so mm-hmm. they will not be in a time of a war machine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know all this respiratory as soon as possible and sending it abroad yeah. we are completely dependent on this global economy mm-hmm. and this is not good yeah so and the people have to realize that and bring the job back mm. Uh, in the countries yeah. and I think this is a good lesson learned really yeah. this is a yeah. good lesson learned yeah. Yeah. and uh, I had a question for you sure do you have um do you have some family in Africa? Oh yes, I do. Um, oh so, so predominantly, my um, my mum, my grandma, everyone lives here. My dad moved back to Nigeria uh, a while back, uh, and then I've got extended family who still live there quite a lot. And we, as Africans, we have a bigger community anyway. And then my wife as well. Her parents live there, and her entire family lived there. So. I, I do have quite a lot of uh, family in Africa. Oh my yeah. God, because it's coming in Africa too. This yeah. is horrible. Yeah, them. yeah. And I think that's the biggest concern from, an, uh, from a Pan-African perspective because you already have a struggling healthcare service in Africa yeah. uh, across board. You have some, you know, diagnostic uh, centers that are working. A lot of um, uh, facilities are not working. Um, Nigerian government, for example, has consistently spent less than 10% or maximum 10% of their uh, budget on a yearly basis on healthcare. So you can yeah. imagine, now look at the strain of 180 to 200 million people in Nigeria alone, right? Yeah. Now take that and add on top of that, you know, something that is a pandemic that is beyond human control, um, yeah. you, you, you will see that blow up proportionally. At first, we got excited that we contained it a little bit because 
what we uh, as as a country thought of was we were looking at it from the perspective of Ebola where Ebola was very very clear you know it was very obvious you know the symptoms are there and it was rapid you know the you know mortality rate was was <laughs> you know quite low um, so you would so we underestimated how this uh, virus has asymptomatic um, side of it as well where people absolutely look fine they don't look sick but then they will carry it into there so now um, initially we only reported two cases for weeks uh, after the outbreak now it's gone up to 42 or so um, and the government is currently saying that they expect they're trying to trace 4,000 plus people oh my god so they can't even find that and you you find in Africa as you will find in most countries data is an issue we don't have uh, a data system that accurately tracks you know from life from from birth to death of of an individual so tracking these four thousand plus people it's going to be hard they've probably traveled around the country they've probably traveled around africa you know and you know they've passed it around so we i think africa sadly does not know as much um as what's coming in that sense i think we're still underestimating it uh, but thankfully um we have really smart people in africa who are working their heads off yeah. you know i know a few people uh who are looking at making homegrown test kits um or in trying to um increase um sort of like you know the respiratory um um the respirators for example and see if it can actually um be used for more than one person so we're hoping yeah. that you know it will be a turnaround but there's no saying there's no denying the fact that the impact will be catastrophic for Africa as well. Yeah. It will be catastrophic. But look at this thing, you know, this crisis, Tunisia has mm -hmm. closed the border. Mm -hmm. South Africa has closed the border. Mm -hmm. And I think there are other two countries that have, uh, Rwanda has mm -hmm. also closed their border. Yeah. And I think there is another fourth country who has done so. Mm -hmm. No immigrants crossing the, um, the Mediterranean at the moment yeah no immigrants yeah yeah so yeah. it is solving the immigrants oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as well, right? but that's probably going to be temporary because what would happen and my prediction yeah. is you know as you see as you see a a drop in the numbers um in europe um you would find that some of the issues um that has been you know sort of like swept under the uh, under the rug in in europe for example you know productivity levels of people uh the the even putting to the the young population uh to work and then you will find that most people will be looking to migrate um from africa as well so while it stopped it temporarily there has to be a clear strategy uh to also ensure that the the spike that will come after this is well looked after because yeah. there will be a spike there will be a spike there's no there's no way it's yeah. uh, it's, it's it's an interesting time i actually think that uh, china is lying in the number of cases i think that they have a lot more dead yeah because it's 
possible that China is just 80,000 cases. Oh, definitely not. Definitely this is, not. This is not, this is not possible. Definitely not. Definitely not. China is definitely going to have, <laughs> it's going to have a, it's going to have a big bunch. It's definitely going to yeah. have a big bunch. But um, again, population control, where we're talking about population control, it sounds harsh and it sounds hard, uh, but they, they have, you know, a billion plus people, right? Um, it's it, it works out in some shape or form from their perspective how they look at it as well it is what it is um, if they we need to reduce the numbers anyway and they would probably look at it from that perspective so temporal wins that I really don't understand though and I don't think that they are telling or they potentially not knowing I don't mm -hmm. know but they were saying at some point that this virus doesn't like the heat so now, why is it spreading in Africa and why is it spreading in India? Yeah, or, or even Iran or even Saudi Arabia. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I think the, 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 the puzzling part of this um, is that we, I think it, it sprung up very, very, you know, in a very interesting way. And every thoughts that we had, every premonition that we had was in some shape or form just thrown down the drain you know initially we thought you know young people cannot have it and then we find out that it could you know there's a number of younger people who are dying as well whether they had pre-existing conditions or not we starting to find that these um the virus is triggering um certain latent health conditions that w no one knew as well so i think it's um it's a really tough one. Um, it's humbling for us as human beings, and I think um, the the uh, the uh, almost the philosophical approach that I have around it as well is that it's humbling for us as human beings to understand that we cannot always be in control. You know that we can't. You know we we their microbiologies um, that could mess up our entire world without knowing it's almost like um uh, our long um flirting with the idea that there's aliens and the ufo right this is the reality that it actually yes it might be true that there, there are things beyond our control there are a lot of things beyond our control no matter how much we develop no matter how much we grow as human beings, no matter how much development we have or technological advancement, we can't always predict everything. Sadly, yeah. the universe we live in, we're only, we're only a, a tiny, a tiny element of the bigger scheme. <laughs> and I, I think that's the humbling thing for me. And we are, it's, it's just nature. Nature yeah. is there. It's just showing us that it does what it wants if it wants it yeah. if it's really nature i just hope it is yeah but, yeah 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 so it's 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 teaching us that i there's this um youtube channel uh philosophy of life i don't know if you've ever yeah so there was a there was a there was a video they posted recently talking about how to deal with uh with crisis um, and he made a very powerful statement there saying that, you know what, we, we need to start to get ourselves into a place where we are calm on the inside and we don't always have to feel like we're in control because most of our problem has been because we want to be in control. 
We want to be in control of our destinies. We want to be in control of our lives. We want to be in control of everything. But the truth is this pandemic has also shown us um, that there is way more to life. Because if you look at it, someone said, oh, well, this plague has happened years ago. But the truth is the reason why we couldn't think um, we didn't preempt this was because we thought we had made a lot of technological advancements. We thought we had enough um, data out there to predict the gravity of things when they get this bad. So we never saw it coming. We never saw it coming. So I think it's, it's the humbling approach for me from a philosophical standpoint to just calm down and realize, do your best, share love, you know, support people, be kind, do your best while you're here. We just never know. We never know. We never know. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. Man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we ended. We ended up talking about everything else other than the project. <laughs> no, no, it's not a problem because yeah. I think that. Sadly, that's all we've got time for on today's episode. I had to cut off that conversation at that point because that's when we got personal, and I didn't want to introduce uh, to um, expose um, the identity of my guest however i do hope that she learns a few things from that conversation if anything i hope that she learns that the world has changed drastically and though the conspiracy theories that are out there we must take lightly because we don't want to get into the blame game where we're blaming a country or a set of people for the ill that has come upon us so we don't want to get into that however it's very important to understand as well that it may have not been man-triggered but there are a group of people who are perhaps going to take advantage of the situation at the moment to introduce a new world order to change world the world as we know it so my question is why aren't you taking advantage of that as well why aren't you exploring what you could do now uh, a few days ago I did share an Instagram live where I gave some tips on what you could do how you can take advantage of this seizing so I would encourage you to go on my Instagram page if you can't find me on Instagram don't worry just go to my YouTube channel and you would find the video there as well and you can find my YouTube ch channel by just typing my full name Sean David Onomusi um, I really want to encourage you that we will get through this and when we get through this only those who take advantage of this season will come out shining this is your moment to shine it's your moment to really rise I know it's tough to see the light at the end of the tunnel but the light is very much we are close to the end of the tunnel and the light is very much there so whatever you do stay safe make sure that you keep hydrated make sure that you follow the guidelines um, that are being given in your country of residence make sure you look out for others make sure you pick up your phone call a loved one an elderly person and check up on them this season we will get through this together experts are working um, their heads off to ensure that we find a cure soon people are praying as well so for the spiritual folks that are praying thank you because your prayers will be answered and we will get out of this soon remember we're in this together and together we all rise up so stay connected with other ones and keep safe till next episode thank you very much for listening to today's episode of success hangout thank you